towards the southernmost part of Hampstead Heath. It was 9.15. He drove under the bridge at Gospel Oak Station, up into Savernake Road, which skirted Parliament Hill Fields, and on the corner of Medina Road he parked the van. From there he could keep the house that Caiaphas owned under observation. He sat at the wheel watching the three-storey house of plum-coloured brick. The Frasers were the first to go out. They left together arm in arm. Next came Mrs. Ionides, five minutes afterwards. Finn didn't care about them. They didn't count. He wanted to be sure of Anne Blake, who quite often took a day off and had told Finn she worked at home. However, she emerged from the front door at exactly 9.30 and set off the way the others had for the station. As a trusty handyman, Finn was in possession of a key to the house in Medina Road, and with this he let himself in. His entering as the agent or servant of the landlord was perfectly legitimate, though some of the things he intended to do there were not. Caiaphas's sister had the ground-floor flat and the Frasers the next one up. The Frasers had accepted two thousand pounds from Caiaphas and agreed to move out at the end of the month. Mrs. Ionides would do anything Caiaphas told her, and now he told her she must go back to nurse their aged father in Nicosia. With vacant possession, the house would sell for sixty, maybe seventy thousand pounds. Caiaphas had asked estate agents about that, and he had watched prices rising and soaring as houses, just like his, had been sold. The one next door, identical to his, had fetched sixty in August. The house agent smiled and shook his head, and said that had been vacant possession, though, hadn't it? Caiaphas had told Finn all about it. That was how he knew. He let himself into Mrs. Ionides' hall, and thence into her living room, where one of the window sash cords had broken a day or so ago. He fitted a new sash cord, and then he went upstairs to see what could be done about the coping over the bay window that Mrs. Fraser said, let the water in. This occupied him until lunchtime. He'd brought his own lunch with him in an earthenware pot. Not for him the black tea and hamburgers and chips and eggs and processed peas of the workman's café. In the pot was fruit roughly cut up with bran and yoghurt. Finn ate a piece of dark brown bread and drank the contents of a half-pint can of pineapple juice. Pineapple was not only his favourite fruit, but his favourite of all flavours. After lunch, he sat cross-legged on the carpet and began his daily session of meditation. Presently he felt himself levitate, until he rose almost up to the ceiling, from where he could look through the top of the Fraser's window at the bright green escarpment of Hampstead Heath rising against a cold, sallow, faintly ruffled sky. Meditation always refreshed him, he could feel a wonderful sensation of energy streaming down his arms and crackling like electricity out of his fingertips. His aura was probably very strong and bright, but he couldn't see auras like Lena and Mrs. Cogarty could, so it was no good looking in the glass. He took his toolbox and climbed the last remaining flight of stairs. Unlike the Frasers and Mrs. Ionides, Anne Blake had given no permission for Caiaphas or his agent or servant to enter her flat that day, but Caiaphas made a point of retaining a key. 
Finn unlocked Anne Blake's front door, went in, and closed it after him. The hall walls were papered in a William Morris design of King Cups and Water Hawthorn on a blue ground, and the carpet was hyacinth blue Wilton. Anne Blake had been living there since before Caiaphas bought the house, ten or twelve years now, and she wouldn't leave even for a bigger bribe than Caiaphas was giving the Frasers. She had told Caiaphas she wouldn't leave for twenty thousand, and he couldn't make her, and the law was on her side. He could have the flat, she said, over her dead body. Finn smiled faintly in the dimness of the hall. He opened the cupboard between the bathroom door and the door of the living room and took out a pair of lightweight aluminium steps. They were so light that a child could have lifted them above his head on one hand. Finn took them into the bathroom. The bathroom was small, no more than eight feet by six.